Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. Welcome to the weekly We Are LA Tech Remix episode. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. I'm Jed Gold, CEO and co-founder of Archive, the service that solved the problem for parents everywhere of what to do with all the artwork their kids create. We are based in Van Nuys. Seven years ago, I came home and my wife was taking pictures of our kids' artwork. They were three and six at the time, and I looked at what she was doing and was curious. She said, I'm going to make photo books of the kids' art. I'm tired of all the clutter. And I looked at the process, right? She was taking yeah. pictures with her camera. Yeah. And she was going to turn, you know, the pictures from her camera had to get to a computer, from a computer to a website to make a book. They're going to be out of order. She's not going to remember who did what. And right. I thought, like, concept, A+. plus, Execution, kind of D-. minus. Right, right, right. Right? There had to be an easier way. Right. And so I went looking for it that night. And when I didn't find it, I thought, this is a problem that literally every parent in the world can relate to. If no one else has solved it, I'm going to solve it. This is probably something like you would go to one of those services that could print out your photos, right? And they turn your photos into a book. And then, so there wasn't even something I imagined for kids art specifically. It was just utilizing a normal photo service. That's correct. This was, this was a niche, right? And so it was really more a question of like, hey, parents are busy. And I knew, uh, you know, this was like good effort, yeah, yeah, but you're yeah. never going to have time to actually do all this work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's got to be a super easy way we all are walking around with cameras in our pockets, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. why don't we put this in people's hands and give them a very simple way to take pictures, keep it all chronologically stored and turn it into a book at the end of the year. And if I remember correctly, your journey started in 2012 with this. That's correct. So literally that night, I go upstairs and I look for an app to solve this problem. I don't find it. I wake up the next morning and I wireframe the entire day, what will become Archive 1.0. Uh, start calling friends that night, friends and family to see if I can raise a little bit of friends and family money. Three days later, I incorporate. So within literally the first two weeks, I had wireframed, raised $50,000 and uh, incorporated and hired a designer to turn my wireframes into an app. I have so many questions and I know that's only 1.0. And so I think what I'm going to do, because I have so many questions, I, I want to share with everybody where you've ended up now, which is like 2.0 or 3.0 or 5.0. Yeah. But before I do that, um, when you went from wanting to like wireframing and everything that tells me you had a background in that before, or did you just know how to wireframe like as a hobby or what were you doing before the aha moment? 
Yeah, so previous to Archive, I had started a gaming company building games for training for corporations and the government. So we had that for about three years and ended up selling it. It looked a lot more like a an, a work-for-hire agency than a SaaS business, which right. is what I had originally intended. Um, so yeah, I had some experience sort of producing interactive experiences, um, had done it with games, had produced some kids' virtual worlds back in the day. Um, and so I sort of knew enough to be dangerous right. and to to put something together to figure out like, is there a really simple logical flow that creates an experience that allows a mom who's a a primary customer who's taking pictures of our other kids artwork to open the app, take a photo, have it, you know, tagged with the kid's name, grade, date, and stored. Hello everybody. This is Greg Bedanovich. I'm a senior user experience strategist and designer helping really smart people slay tough business problems with simple and elegant design based in Culver City. I don't think that I have, except that, you know, I think in many ways, the New York tech culture is probably a little more mature. And so it's lost a little of its, you know, that great, exciting, like startup feel with really hungry teams. That That's kind of a broad generalization, but I think the big wave of technology in, in New York was, you know, just preceded LA by, by a couple of years. So it feels like there's a little more of that kind of raw and, and um, emerging excitement in LA that, that maybe New York has, has started to, to lose a little bit as companies, you know, start to really establish more footing and more, more maturity. It's almost like one of, like a, a conference that after being really cool and amongst all the early adopters gets corporatized and then it's just not the cool place to go anymore. <laughs> I think that's a fairish thing to say. I mean, there's still a lot of really cool stuff happening in New York. There, there always is, there always will be. But there's this interesting thing that I realized about living on the West Coast. I'm originally from the West. I grew up in Colorado. I actually lived in LA for about 12 years. And then we oh, moved away cool. to the... Yeah, yeah. So I have actually have a really interesting perspective of having lived here, gone away for ten years, and now all of a sudden, you know, we're we're back. And um, where where in LA did you spend your twelve years? I lived basically. I started in Hollywood. I, I did the thing where I loaded up my car, moved to LA out of out of college. I went to a little college in Southwest Colorado. Graduated, drove out to LA with all my stuff because I wanted to, you know, I wanted to get in the in the film business. And I sort of spent you know ten years kind of working my way up through TV and, and film editorial now, on my way to becoming an editor. And then kind of right at the point where that was going to happen, I started feeling like, Ugh, I don't know, this, this doesn't feel like the right thing for me. And that's right about the time that the first of the TED Talks started being published online. It's right about the time that a, a young senator from Illinois named Barack Obama started to really revolutionize the way social media was used for political campaigns and, and kind of social transformation. And I got really interested in kind of the intersection of technology and design and art. And it, it really felt like I was able to take a lot of the things that I really liked about the editing room, namely the, this amazing digital technology, but that, you know, that we were in this time where, you know, I could start to apply that for, for different things. So we moved to New York so I could go to Parsons and do a really amazing MFA program there called Design and Technology, which I, I sort of described to people as like if you took the media lab at MIT but inverted the ratio of artists to engineers, that's that's kind of what the, the Parsons program is like. It's funny, I, I always both, associated Parsons with fashion, but I guess it's yeah. not just fashion. Or is it? No, not at all. In fact, they have probably the largest like breadth of 
design school offerings uh, of any you know any major program. They do have the fashion design program, which is has been made you know famous by by Project Runway, but they have an incredible digital interactive design program called Design and Technology. It's, it's both both a bachelor and a, a master program. They have you know illustration, they have communication design, graphic design. Um, so yeah, no, it's a very cool, very cool program out there. I think we we sort of fully intended to come back here after I graduated, but. You know, as life often does, really great opportunities came. And so we just ended up being there. And then all of a sudden, you know, 10 years <laughs> went by and we were like, God, it's so cold here. It's so dark in the winter. And oh, we missed the weather. Why, why don't we go back to the West? And right about that time, uh, Expand the Room decided that they were going to go distributed. And that freed me up to be able to do that. So uh, here we are. We're back and we're, we're so happy, so happy to be back. This is Dave Whalen, co-founder and chief operating officer of Rebel Labs at rebel360.com. We are enabling everyone to live long and look good naked. I mean, I have an Apple Watch and, uh, you know, Apple Watch now, basically, it, it gives you a challenge every month and it keeps oh, on it keeps on nice. upping the challenge. Yeah. So this month, my challenge is to have... Uh, I mean, it's like the ex- it's like exercise minutes. It's, you know, sort of similar, but they, yeah. they want me to average 28 a day, um, which if you're doing half an hour every day, obviously yeah. you're beating that. But, you know, some days I do less than 30 so right, that I can right. make it up. So like last night I did 45 minutes just so I could, you know, feel like I'm going to hit it and I probably have to do like an hour tomorrow just to kind of keep Peloton, it going. though. It's like a great cheat. It is true. And yeah. I, I even sometimes I can do Peloton and watch CNN at the same time. And uh, I could probably listen to a podcast I, as well. But I uh, feel <laughs> like this has been like one big sponsored spot for Peloton <laughs> and it's not. So Peloton, get up on that. <laughs> unless, uh, unless Peloton wants to come and invest in Rebel Labs. Yeah, and then okay, that's okay. okay, I, okay. I'll go for Let's that. go so, that way. Peloton, get in touch. Yeah. <laughs> Collab with Rebel 360. What is one huge challenge you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it? Yeah. So, uh, and there, there are so many, which we're still overcoming, but, uh, you know, honestly, when Charles, so Charles is my co-founder with, with Rebel Labs, uh, when he and I started working on this and we said, okay, we're going to be a content company. Then we're like, well, do you know about content? You know about, no, nobody knows about content. We're business people, like we're tech people. And so, you know, really I had to dig into my network, which was my, my LA network. I think I probably did even post something on, you know, the, the Slack, you know, alumni network, everything about like, it was not even how, who, how do we find this kind of person? It was, here's what we want to do. What kind of person do we need? Do we need a director, a producer or what? And then we ended up, I ultimately found someone on LinkedIn who came on as our chief content officer. Nice. So it was kind of like my own due diligence in the end. How are you guys funding it up until this point? So we've been, we had a amazing kind of, you know, friends and family uh, seed, which has led to a uh, convertible debt round. We're raising money right now. So if you're listening and uh, you love health tech, we're we are ready for that. And, and how already, can they reach out to you for um, that? So Dave at rebellabs.com. Uh, bonus if you uh, if you subscribe to Rebel 360 and then email me about that I would love to hear that and uh, 
We might even be able to give some listeners some special, uh, you know, knock off their price or something. Oh, so dope. please uh, subscribe, send me your information. And I we mean, can help honestly, out with Dave, that. sorry, guys, honestly, we're going to have you doing yoga like later today. So <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I would love it. But honestly, and you guys are going to hate me for saying this. I think 10 bucks a month is very fair. I don't think anything needs to be knocked off. All right, cool, cool. Now, all we the can maybe send some swag, like, right? their I, eyes I know you me. like swag, so maybe we can work <laughs> on some better swag. Uh, Listen, if you want to give them, it's on you. I think you've priced it very reasonably. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Community spotlight coordination by Anna Freebay. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.